I don't know if this is you, but this is me. The pressure of having so many things to do overwhelms the ability I have to manage the things that I have to do. The management of the things is where the energy gets sucked up by the anxiety. Welcome to the More Life Podcast, where creatives, problem solvers, and entrepreneurs talk about squeezing more out and finding meaning in this crazy thing we call life. Let's dive in. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the More Life Podcast. I'm your host, Bart Aniston. If you're new around here, we're diving right in. Today, we're talking about the feel-good productivity uh, method. I've been you know, following uh, a YouTube creator and now author called Ali Abdal, uh, and he released a book called Feel Good Productivity, and it is rocking my world. There's a YouTube video associated with it that he's released. He's, he is a former uh, surgeon who dropout or medical student dropout who started, you know, doing YouTube and talking about productivity and learning. Um, and he's way too big of a personality for him to be on our show, but that one day would be a wonderful goal for us. But I did want to talk about some of the work that he was doing and, and I guess all of his research because he's read so many productivity books. He shares everything that he learns. I highly, highly, highly recommend you go check some of his videos out, especially if you're somebody like me who is always trying to refine and find a way to get things done. Um, and he he has this new book he just released called Feel Good Productivity. It's his first book, and it's very powerful. And I want to share some of the things that I've highlighted and that I've been able to kind of mash up with other books that I've read, and I'll mention them um, as well, those other resources. And I've kind of put it in my, my own little list on what is feel-good productivity for me as a entrepreneur and as a business owner. So without further ado, let's dive right in. And the whole idea here that Ali talks about in the, in the premise of his book is productivity in innately feels like it's annoying like it's something that you don't want to do like it's something that is uh stopping you from doing the thing that you want to do at the same time you understand that it's the very framework that is required that's required for you to be able to actually get things done so it's kind of like a double-edged sword and most people who use productivity methods are sometimes struggling to keep them afloat in their workflow. And what that produces is lots of starts and stops where you begin to work in a certain way because, you know, maybe you're reading the Getting Things Done book um, by uh, well, James Clear, I think. Yeah, James Clear, Getting Things Done. Maybe you've read uh, E-Myth, uh, Revisited, and, you, you know, those are other fantastic resources and books for entrepreneurs and people who like to get things done. But sometimes you start these these systems and because they're not native to you, they don't necessarily provide that dopamine hit where you feel like you're getting traction and so you end up stopping. And even if it was working for you because it didn't feel natural to you, this is I'm speaking to myself right here. It didn't feel natural and so you end up switching it up or dropping it, even though it was beneficial. And that right there is the first step I think everybody kind of feels, you know, where we try to say, I'm going to get up at six in the morning, or I'm going to get up at eight in the morning, whatever 
uh, a morning warrior means to you. You're going to get up. You're going to do these things. I'm going to get so much done today. I'm, I made a list or I'm using Notion or whatever, you know, to do with Asana. There's so many tools out there. You're going to block out time in your email. You're going to uh, uh, use your calendar. You're going to do all the things. And it, it can become overwhelming with all these different ways, uh, modalities, and and different tricks people are using to kind of organize the chaotic life that they've built for themselves. And getting stuff done requires, you know, you have to level up in, in a few ways and you have to be able to draw a line. You know, you have to line up a few other things to, to be able to get the results you're looking for. And I've been exactly in that position. I've been in that position where you are chasing the goal of being productive and getting lots of things done within your day, your week, your month, your year. And then after, you know, 10, 20, 30, 50 days, you are now right back where you started and you are making a new deal with yourself. I'm going to get up. I'm going to do X, Y, Z. I'm going to block out all this time. And it's failed. And I'm taking the best things that I've learned over the last, I would say, decade for me and my learning style and my productivity style. And I've put down four things with a bonus at the end. Okay, so we're going to jump right in. Number one is one main goal per day. Number two is understanding your emotional architecture. Number three is focus. Number four, make it feel good. Okay, these are the main four things. These main four things are... I think something that can transform how you get your work done and allow you to release some of the anxiety and guilt and pressure that you put on yourself when you're feeling like, I wish I was better at managing my time and my productivity. I wish I was getting things done at a pace that felt better for me. And I, and I can just hear my staff members who are probably listening to this or editing this or whatnot uh, probably like, you know, kind of doing a smirk to themselves. I have not perfected this. This has been something that I've learned piece by piece, and you're going to see how I implement it into my life. And, you know, even before we get started here, I, I want to make a caveat. A lot of people who listen to this podcast are entrepreneurs, people who are ambitious, people who have goals. And when you are a entrepreneurial type, for lack of a better word, or you're a creative entrepreneur, you're, you're usually multifaceted. You're usually not just a jack of all trades. I think that's a really messed up, uh, uh, I guess, phrase, jack of all trades, master of none. You're a high capacity person who's able to deliver multiple things. You have lots of skills. Don't downplay it. You know what I mean? So when you are a person like that, you are setting yourself up sometimes to feel inferior but really it's your thoughts and your methodology has never you've never taken the time to try to map out what your own personal workflow is and i'm sharing mine and what works for me uh, may not work for you my goal is to almost give you permission and, and to liberate the idea that you can do whatever uh, uh, system works for you and you can create whatever system works for you. The system is here to serve you and no two people are exactly alike. So like I mentioned, we're going to talk about main goal, 
understanding emotions, focus, and making it feel good. And I'm going to flip it, and we're going to start with the outcome. For me, the outcome, this is what attracted me to Ali's method and to reading some of his books, is making it feel good. Because a lot of times, it felt like a chore that I was serving the system. I was serving this calendar, and this calendar ruled my life, and the notifications on my email pile up and I'm a slave to it and you start to feel like these lists and products uh, productivity tools are stopping me from doing or at least performing in the way that I want to perform and that's kind of where I'm leaning my focus right now is is putting effort into systems and things in my life that serve me rather than you know a, a quote unquote guru said something and now I'm beholden to it because I want to be like them. So let's start with the last one. Let's start with the outcome. Okay. We have to talk about how do we feel good? The secret to productivity is not discipline. It's joy. That's a quote from Ali's book. And it's a great place for us to start. That's kind of like the overarching summary, I guess you can give for what he's trying to say. When you feel good, you're more energized. And when you're more energized, you're more productive, you're more creative, you're getting more of the things uh, uh, that you want to do done. And when you're more energized, you are able to give more of your time and your energy to the things that you actually want to do. This is huge for me. When I discovered this idea of happiness, will allow me to be more productive, allow me to be more creative, allow me to get more things done, and in turn gives me more energy to be able to put towards the thing that matter the most to me, put the energy towards the overarching goals, maybe in my business, in my family, in my marriage, in my relationships, all these different things. So what can you do to kind of make yourself feel better about the work that you're doing? The number one thing that I try to do, I'm a big music person. I think music is something that's a, you know, a little bit sacred. Um, it helps me decompress and e kind of alleviate that stress. Uh, and so I play music. I take into consider my environments. I'm very fortunate. I work in a co-working space. There are multiple different spaces where I can be. I take note of sensory uh, places that, you know, maybe it's outside, maybe it's outside of a cafe on a patio. Maybe I'm inside the podcast studio here at the co-working space where it's very quiet. Maybe I want to go somewhere where it's, there's more environmental noise. So the environment, the sensory, um, you know, and another big thing that you can do to kind of make this feel good is to remove the seriousness of what is happening. We sometimes get so caught up in work and getting things, you know, across the finish line. We remove the play and adventure from it, and it starts to make it feel like a chore. You don't want this work to feel like a chore. I think that's the big thing with, you know, feel-good productivity is finding joy in the work that you're doing. You did all this work to get here, to become a creative entrepreneur, to start a business, to start your bakery, to start whatever side hustle you're doing. Don't turn it into another J-O-B where you're now punching in and punching out. If you can get your happiness level and understand what makes you feel good and able to change the environment around you, you're going to reduce that stress. 
And again, that stress level is what's going to allow you to have more energy. Stress eats your energy. Trust me, I could write a book about this. I feel like the last 18 months I have, I have gone through a roller coaster of stress levels, anxiety levels, and in turn, energy levels. I'm not on the bike as much as I would want to be. I'm not in the gym as much as I want to be. These are the things that affect that is when you are stressed, you have anxiety, you have procrastinate. We have all these things that kind of build up and then you end up not being able to do the things you want to do, like going for walks, running and playing with your kids, going to the gym, taking trips. All those things require energy and stress is the biggest killer of that energy. So if you're going to be working, you might as well find things that make you uh, uh, happy while you're working towards them. Next up, focus. Simply put, feeling good about the work that you're doing is going to mean that you're going to have less stress and less stress means that you're going to be able to focus even more. See, you got to figure out the things that are all going to be priority number one. This is how I, you know, been living my life for quite some time where I, I have so many things that are number one priority and I don't have a way to mitigate these things and work on them individually and to focus my energy just on one at a time. When you do these things, when you're multitasking, when you're task switching, whatever words you want to use, you limit the effectiveness of your brain power and you're not using your energy efficiently. I want to believe that I can multitask. I really do. I think if you want to focus, um, you have to be able to give up the idea that you can just do everything and that you can focus and multitask and have all these different things at play at the same time. There are books dedicated to this. Again, this is another great one, Cal Newport. Um, have a great book, uh, Deep Work, that you can check out that has tons of things that can help you. Uh, you want to find a way to gain clarity. And clarity is really hard to do when you're switching your brain from administrative to creative to meetings to, you know, uh, recording and, and, and content creation. And there's so many aspects to any one creator's day or entrepreneur if you are limiting yourself to the capacity that you can multitask at, you're not actually using your available uh, energy uh, to full capacity. What I'm trying to say here is there, is there is a limit to how much energy you can actually use in a day and how much you know reservoir you have. And we're going to talk about energy in a little bit. But if, you're, if the, work, the energy that you have is focused on compartmentalizing all these different ideas and tasks, you're wasting that on the management of the, all these things all at once instead of taking one at a time. Imagine having a bunch of boxes, different sizes, different weights, and you're trying to carry all of them instead of taking one across the threshold at a time. When you're doing that, you're more likely not, you know, more likely not to get hurt. You're more likely not to drop anything, you're more likely to actually complete the job faster because you have less risk involved and you're using your energy in a way that every time you go down to lift up a new box, your body is ready to, to, to prepare yourself for the, the task at hand. So figure out what are the things that are cluttering my mind, 
what are the things that I need to stop doing? Maybe you got to turn a focus mode on your computer. Maybe you need to turn off your phone while you're working. Social media and devices and internet and connectivity. There's lots of apps that you could use, I think, they, that can help you find that focus. Focus is kind of just like deciding to get it done and not allowing uh, all the other excuses creep up or all the other things that you have on your docket uh, cloud your mind. The goal is to find not just focus, but I, when I say focus, I mean clarify. Not everything can be the top priority. And in line with this, this is, this is how you follow your intentionality. It comes with the third thing, which is procrastination. Procrastination is something that many of us, if you've been in school, if you've been assigned a big project, you've probably had a situation where you, f you know what you are supposed to do. The item is, is prepared for you to work on it, and yet somehow you're not uh, geared to start. You know, you have 5.30 in your, in your calendar for gym after work, and you don't go. Why not? You've planned this already, but you're procrastinating. Even now, I'm being honest with you guys, it is 11.32 p.m. I've had this scheduled in my calendar to be recorded yesterday, and I could not get to it. So procrastination plays a role in all of our lives. So how do we take control over it? This is where you have to understand your emotional motivations. What happens when I'm procrastinating? What emotions am I feeling? This is something that is extremely powerful, and I, I remember this from uh, uh, Atomic Habits, understanding what your t triggers are. We'll put all the books that I'm mentioning, by the way, in the show notes. Um, you have to name that emotion, number one. Number two, you have to try to understand it. You have to see wh uh, what is the root cause of it so okay what's causing me to actually feel this emotion whether it's anxiety whether it's tired like physically i don't have the energy to go to the gym that's why i don't feel like it and how do i overcome that emotion so that you're more better prepared to handle procrastination i feel like everyone takes procrastination as a given like it's something that it's you know we're supposed to have and we're just supposed to to, to suffer with. And until I read, you know, a book somewhere that kind of challenged that idea that said, maybe we should dive deeper into the procrastination. Does it have to do with the outlook on yourself? Does it have to do with your preparedness? Does it have to do with your energy level? What emotions are you feeling? Are you feeling guilty? Are you feeling pressure? Are you feeling overwhelmed? How are you dealing with these emotions can help you understand what you can do to overcome them. So everyone's going to have their own uh, path and their own emotions that they're going to need to overcome and to try to find what the solution is. But the solution is found in digging deep into your emotional psychologies. What type of things are going to help you be 
uh, a true to your initial intentions because you probably spend time to block off time in your calendar to write something out or to make a to-do list. You need to find that emotional motivation and not that emotional procrastination. The procrastination starts with how you feel about the task and how much energy you can give to that task. So solving that equation is going to help you procrastinate less, going to help you focus more, help you feel better and get things done. Okay. Number four, this is last, but this is the first, uh, is the one goal, one goal method. This is by far the easiest part of the entire equation. Every day you wake up, you decide what is the one thing that I'm going to get done more important than any other thing. And this is, you know, like, uh, I forget where the example comes from. I think it could be Kobe or Joe Rogan or something. It's talking about reps. How many reps are you getting in consecutively compared to sporadically? I've done this so many times where I've done, you know, block out so many hours of work and I've blocked out like eight different major things I need to be working on, giving myself an hour for each and maybe, you know, 30, 40 minutes for a lunch break. And it's too hard to push things across the finish line, inching each one over across the board. It's going to take more effort than that. And that effort is going to come from your uh, goal setting, understanding your energy throughout the day. And I've stopped having multiple things all being like, all this stuff is going to get done in one day. All this stuff is going to lead me to success. My goal now is to accomplish one main thing for 365 days every single day, every single year, personally and uh, uh, professionally. So if the goal on the weekend is to get the grocery shopping done, that is the main thing. Other things can come up, and yes, I picked up dry cleaning, I meal prepped. Those things are secondary. But the main thing that I'm focused on, get the groceries done. If it's for your work, okay, today I have tons of emails that I'm really behind on. What is my main thing? This is what you're going to focus on. What this allows this you to do, it allows you to to work now without the pressure. I don't know if this is you, but this is me. The pressure of having so many things to do overwhelms the ability I have to manage the things that I have to do. The management of the things is where the energy gets sucked up by the anxiety. So you want to get that out of your vocabulary, out of your 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 repertoire rather. You want to make sure, okay, I only need to make sure I'm getting all of these things completed. If you have a bunch of phone calls to make, make the calls. It, and that way you're now living, you know, everything's gravy. You're living in surplus because the main thing has already been done. So you do need to make sure that you're being diligent when you are preparing your, your main goals. And you can make main goals in advance. It doesn't have to be when I wake up, after I shower, I sit down and, you know, I got to start uh, 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 making my goals. You can make the goals for an entire week. Say, I'm only focused on this, this day, this, the other day, this, the, this day, the next. So you don't want to push your boundaries over and over and over. Remember, I was talking about entrepreneurs. 
entrepreneurs are people who have so many skills. You are creative. You are, uh, 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 you know, ambitious. You are motivated. You are jack of all trade, all that type of stuff. That does not mean that gives you license to push the boundary every single time in those spaces. I think you need to choose the moments and when you use those multifaceted uh, capabilities that you have, but your day-to-day you know, routine needs to be based in getting one major thing done every single time. The one goal method allows you to free yourself of guilt and anxiety. And by focusing on one thing per day, you're now telling yourself one thing that I'm going to do today is it matters that much more than all the others. And it matters to the overall picture of what's happening in my life, whether it's personal, whether it's business, irregardless. You have to think about it this way. One goal leads to less procrastination and more focus so that you can feel good. This is my method on how I'm looking at productivity moving forward. Here are the things that I've tried and they've failed. Now I'm moving towards an era where I'm trying to feel good about being productive and not making it a chore. And the only way I can feel good is to focus, and the only way I can focus is to limit or understand my procrastination. And once I understand my, my procrastination, I can do one goal. One goal per day is the, is the main way that you can focus so that you can get something done. Okay, all of this is important. All of this is valuable. There is a bonus section here that I want to add, and we touched on this earlier. This is the idea of energy. Energy is a resource that is renewable. Time is not. See, we spend all of our time trying to manage time, block time, all these different things. Energy is renewable. So we have to start to understand what is our energy cycle. I'm somebody who has tons of energy in the morning and very little in the afternoon. By 4 p.m., I'm struggling. I'm having a hard time. So what can you do to recharge your energy? For me, lunchtime or if I have a, a slew of phone calls, Go for a walk around the block. Fresh air is good for the body. I'm stuck at a desk a lot of the times looking around, you know, at other people stuck at desks. I forget sometimes that I am self-employed and can do whatever I want. So get up. Take the laptop. You know, it has a battery. Uh, Sometimes you forget it has a battery. It has a battery. Go to a cafe. Go to a park. Uh, Take a break. Do some stretching. All these things are valuable for your energy level so that you can keep going. I know my cycle of energy, when I'm going to feel best, when do I need to recharge, what time should I eat. If you don't know, just start writing down how you feel next to the time slots when you feel them. If you start feeling hungry at 11 all the time and then you start feeling like you're not getting as much done after you've stopped to have a break to eat, Start to understand what you can do to prolong that because that's what I do. I'm hungry by, by 11. I'm not a diligent breakfast person, but I always make sure uh, to have a snack that I can eat at my desk so I can keep going to the 1 o'clock because I know my morning energy time creatively, mentally, is at an all-time high, and I don't want that to diminish too early by taking a break and stopping 
if you want to take it even one step further on a piece of paper, write down uh, what do you do when you are drained of energy. And on the other side of the piece of paper, write down what do you do to feel energized. So for me, uh, when I'm not, I'm drained of energy. I don't have any energy. I'm usually eating, scrolling on social media. I'm not being productive. And how do I feel when I do these things? How do I feel when I am scrolling on TikTok and Instagram or watching 75 YouTube videos that mean absolutely nothing about information that's great, but it's not information that I need versus what can I do to proactively, preemptively be and stay energized and be able to allow myself to recoup energy because you can't just be productive all the time energy is renewable which means it runs out but you can replenish it for me novels you know understanding just reading desensitizing myself from all the screen time that i have in my life i like to tinker around on the piano i have a guitar at home these things re-energize me playing with the kids or doing something silly with them that's going to re-energize me to make me feel better when you do these things and you limit the things that drain you, then you're in a flow of having your energy renewed faster and better, and the energy that you do build up is focused on your one goal, which means you're limiting your procrastination, which means you're focused, you're laser focused, and you can feel good about the work. There's a sense of adventure, a sense of play that allows you to move forward and allows you to continue to do these things on repeat and not have these things fall to the wayside 30, 60, 90 days after you start them. Okay, I hope this has been helpful for you guys. Please drop a message inside if you made it to the end here inside wherever you're at if you're watching this on youtube drop us a comment send us an email go on our social media if you're what if you're seeing clips of this on, uh, on on instagram let us know what do you do for your productivity how do you manage your energy how do you stave away that procrastination and how do you do a main thing every single day so that you feel good when you're getting your work done Okay, I've been Bart. Peace out.